Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Uh, and, you, and you know what? I've got a special song for the Winter Olympics silver medalist. We're going back to 1980 with an artist by the name of Diana Ross. I'm hoping that Adam can roll this in right now. Upside down. <laughs> Boy, you turn me inside <laughs> out. And round and round. Yeah, what do we think? Is that, no, well, is that I, worthy? What do I think? I, I, I've got to tell you, I don't think <laughs> Matty Graham is using that song to pump himself up as he's going to head down the slopes. But that's what the sport is like. Mogul Matty Graham, standing ovation yes. for a Winter Olympic silver medalist. Good morning, mate. Welcome back to the show. And you've got a couple of days left on the coast before you head out to Sweden. Yeah, hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, been quite a journey to get to here. And, um, yeah, a couple more days are just kind of soaking up as much sun as possible before we head up north uh, on Monday. So, yeah, it's all getting pretty exciting and pretty busy at the moment getting getting everything ready. You told me that you had some testing done at North Bondi and you actually set some PBs for where you're at at the moment. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so down in... Um, uh, when I'm on the Central Coast, I base myself and train out of the New South Wales Institute of Sport at Homebush. And, um, yeah, just this past week we had a bit of a... A mellow week with training just because at the end of the last couple of days we had some fitness testing stuff just to see where we're all at and um yeah now everything's feeling really good and my body's healthy and yeah did really well in the test so kind of ready to get going to be honest matt it's close to well it's less than 100 days away from the winter olympics you know you've had the success only you know a few years ago where you got the podium there and the, the silver medal uh, in your event Mate, how are you feeling right now and, you know, the preparation? Where is it at? And, you know, you look at your opponents and, you know, where they're at. How are you feeling with less than 100, 100 days to go before the, the Olympics? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good, to be honest. Um, overall, I'd say generally pretty relaxed. I mean, 100 days, it's, it's coming up, but still, still plenty of time to kind of uh, get everything sorted and see where I'm at against the rest of the world. I mean... Pre-COVID, it was, I guess we'd always have, like, throughout the year, we'd have a lot of reference points, um, you know, where we'd be training, whether it's overseas or here in Australia, and you're basically training alongside the rest of the World Cup tour. So you have these reference points. You kind of gauge where you're at, where they're at, whereas at the moment, you know, the last 18 months, we've lost a lot of those reference points because mm. we only really see them at competitions these days. Um, so, yeah, it's been a little bit strange the last two years, just getting used to that and basically, you know, pretty much just down to what I can do and just trying to maximise myself and then you get to competition and you see where you're at. But I think, um, you know, we were fortunate enough this past domestic season, um, the one just gone, to actually get down to Gindermine and do some quality training at uh, down at Perisher for July and August, which is really good. Now, Maddie, you're just saying that without that reference, um, does that affect you as the current world number one, I believe, for your division? Like, when you're going into competition this season, are you thinking, oh, sweet, I'm number one? Like, uh, you kind of have that confidence? Or do you feel that extra added pressure to try and defend that position and to show up and kind of blow up in that 
um, number one spot? Um, yes, definitely. You know, this is a position I've never really been in, to be honest. I've been, um, I guess, you know, number two, number three, a lot, a lot of the time because the sport's kind of been dominated by one man from Canada, Mikhail Kingsbury, basically since I've been around. So it's um, last year he had a bit of a tough season. He kind of got injured early on, so he missed a few events, and that kind of put him out of contention. So really opened the door for myself and a few other athletes who were kind of, you know, were always sort of right on Mikhail's heels. Uh, but never able to kind of, you know, get on top of him. So it kind of opened the door for one of us to step up and take home the World Cup title last year. And um, yeah, I was able to do that, which was pretty awesome. So this year, just going in, I mean, I'll just try to approach it like, like like I do every other year and not really focus too much on, um, you know, those sort of external things and just focus on my performances and, and my training. And then, uh, you know, the results should be a byproduct of that, I believe. Yeah, Jess, early in the year, Maddie got a uh, crystal globe. It's a, a beautiful trophy that you get for being number one in the world. Maddie, so when you fly out, you're in Sweden for a month, is that correct? And then first World Cup is in, it's always in Ruka in Finland. But then are you away between now and the Winter Olympics in Beijing? Yes, once, once I head over, that's it. It's, um, you know, we'll be over more or less training and competing the whole time. It's... Um, and really, it's going to be, I guess, last year's World Cup tour. I missed out on a lot of events. And last year's World Cup season is part of the Olympic qualifying period. So um, because we missed a lot of events last year, um, the FIS, the, I guess the organising body, Federation, they're um, more or less trying to jam back as many events in as possible to allow, I guess, like, to give people the best chance to qualify and, and to make up for events that we missed last year. So... Pretty much from the first uh, first weekend of December all the way through to the end of January, we're pretty much competing week in, week out around the world. And then um, we have a couple of weeks break over Christmas, New Year's. But besides that, yeah, we'll more or less just be on the road, which, I mean, it's exciting, but it's also, uh, it is can be tricky and quite taxing for everyone. So, you know, I guess you know, going into it in, in, I guess going into the season, being healthy and fit is uh, very important, which... I've managed to do so now it's just about maintaining that and um, getting through the season as best I can so by the time February comes around I'm not too tired and sore so I can kind of produce my best stuff there. Matty talking about producing your best stuff and I know that you know for years now we've talked about the buttes and you know how you're going to pull that out <laughs> at some stage what have we what's what have we got up your sleeve mate? what do you got up your sleeve that is going to just absolutely blow your opposition off the park yeah because he's had the cork 10 the double off axis sure. 180 yeah all those things the datsun 120b <laughs> correct uh, what have we got mate yeah so i guess um well these days you know without with mobile skiing we have two jumps that we have to execute and um and everyone's continually pushing, you know, their degree of difficulty and trying new things and stuff like that. And um, last season when I was overseas, actually, you know, we were in the, basically isolated in the north of Finland for like two months or so. And it was just like a really good training period. We, you know, we weren't able to travel uh, to compete really much. We didn't know what was going on. And um, I more or less just knuckled down and trained, you know, trained my heart out for a couple of months and managed to more or less perfect a new uh, skill that I do on the top jump, which is called a back double full so it's a straight of a back flip with two full rotations um and i think last year that's really just kind of that kind of gave me the edge to i guess get on top of the guys who normally you know i'm really competitive with um so that's you know more or less the goal like come olympics to be able to execute my top degree difficulty run which includes you know the back double full and then also an off axis 1080 on the second jump so i can combine that with 
you know, some fast, really good quality skiing, then, um, you know, that's, I think, definitely good enough to get me a, get me a medal. It'll just, uh, you know, the colour, I guess, is kind of the, the uh, I guess, the big question mark. And it, that, you know, that also comes down to how everyone else goes as well. Yeah, and don't forget, it, this will be his third Winter Olympics. Matty, I've got a thousand questions for you, but my next one is about Nicola McDermott's coming up in a few moments' time, Olympic silver medalist in the high jump. Have you been inspired by the performances of fellow Central Coast athletes and athletes from around the world at this year's Olympic Games that we, at one stage, we thought they may not even go ahead and then we saw absolute brilliance in Tokyo? Yeah, it was, uh, I guess the Tokyo Olympics were super inspiring. I mean, it was such a long period there with not a whole lot of worldwide sport. Um, and I felt like, you know, Tokyo just more or less brought not only Australia together, but the whole world, which was pretty awesome. And um, mm. and then obviously, yeah, you know, having Nicola do so well with the, the um, in the high jump and come home with the silver was unbelievable. You know, she really just knuckled down and executed and stuck to a game plan, it looked like. And obviously you can see in so many of the photos and the videos, I guess the, the relief and the satisfaction that, you know, she felt on that night. And that's something I've been fortunate enough to experience, um, you know, three and a half years ago. So definitely did inspire the winter team we were down we were down training at Jindabyne and we had the uh, you know at our institute gym there we had it all set up with you know um, green and gold flags and Aussie flags everywhere and um, yeah it was pretty cool to watch and more or less I don't think our TV turned off Channel 7 for two weeks which was pretty cool yeah can you believe these two uh, they've battled it out for Central Coast Sports Person of the Year Nicola and Matt for about the last four or five years Matty, I did see a teaser for a show on Channel 7 last night and I, I think it's going to be pretty hard to watch but it'll also be uplifting at the same time and it would be a teammate of yours, uh, Alex Chumpy Pullen and a special focus on his partner who, uh, I don't know whether it's a spoiler alert but she was about to have a baby so is that something you'll be watching closely? Yeah, so um, I guess the winter sport community is really... You know, we've always been super close-knit and really uh, really friendly with each other across all disciplines because we are such a small community at that, you know, that high end and stuff. So it's um, when we do go to Olympic Games and go to, I guess, national teams, sort of get-togethers and social gatherings, like, we're all really good mates. And, you know, last year with, with Chumpy passing was such a tragedy and um, it really impacted the whole community, I guess, in such a strong way. Um, you know, and it definitely, I guess a lot of us that you can't take life for granted and uh, things can change in a heartbeat and um, yeah I've you know met El his partner Elodie quite a few times and um, yeah the fact that she just managed to uh, give birth to Chumpy's child is pretty special and um, they had a little girl so I think that's you know hopefully given her some some clarity and some grounding for uh, I guess her to you know continue to live her life and enjoy enjoy her her future experiences yeah, beautiful, mate. I think it happened about 18 hours ago, and uh, so that's a special that's going to be on Channel 7. Mate, we're live from BJ Howe's Meadowland. We love it here, and, and I know that they've had a long association with a business that you love, Robson Civil Projects. Yeah, so that's, uh, I guess, my grandfather, Peter Robson, he's, um, you know, more or less started, took the comp company over from his, his father, uh, however many years ago, and... Um, Obviously, it's pretty, you know, well, I guess, um, 
you know, it's a, quite an established family business here on the Central Coast. And um, my older brother is actually is a project project engineer for the company. And you know, my cousin's a diesel mechanic, and my uncles are kind of there running the, running the show a little bit. But yeah, it's such a big, strong community there. And um, yeah, maybe one day I'll be there working my way up, up the ranks at Robson. So it's, uh, yeah. it's really... I, I think he's been uh, groomed. Yeah, he's been on the program to, for sure. I tell you, mate, he's been groomed for the top job. There's no yeah, doubt yeah. about that. Yeah, let's, let's rise as one. <laughs> he flies out on Monday for Sweden. We'll be catching up with him for uh, NBN Television on Monday morning. And then he's he's off to Europe. And uh, best wishes, mate. So great to talk to you this morning on SEN. Thank you, guys. Matty Graham, Winter Olympic silver medalist from Pyeongchang, one of the greatest nights of sport mm. I have ever seen.